Hey, I'm Steph. And I'm Alex. And this is not today. Oh. Ah. That was dumb. <laughs> that I thought it was a good idea. It was dumb. Ah. I'm like the peanut butter baby. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Ah. Hello. How are you? Hello. I'm spooky. Spooky. Yep. Happy October. <laughs> are you... you get to only use that voice. I'm... From no, on. God. Could you imagine? That would be whole... so freaking annoying. Yep. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I feel like, yeah, it would be hard to commit that hard. I would just turn it off. We would lose all of our listeners right yeah. now. I promise that's not going to happen. But hey, hey guys, how are you doing? It's spooky season. It's spooky season. Like he just said, and I repeated, how <laughs> are we doing? I'm great. Are you excited? Yes. I am. I'm, yeah, I have not seen any of these. Um, and I would consider myself a former skeptic. Of a ghosts. former skeptic. Like, I'm just not sure anymore, you okay. know? So, this could be fun. I like know? I like that you just said former skeptic. That's really fun for me. Because, Is that fun for you? Yes. Because it's all because of you. So, oh, because does that make you feel? Because of you, I believe in ghosts now. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yes, I... I don't believe in ghosts, like, fully. But, like, I don't not believe in them, if that makes sense. It doesn't, but go off. <laughs> Can't you just be in the middle? Sure, just, no, no. Just trying to be I'm, in the middle. I'm pulling your leg. No, I I love that shit. I am fully a paranormal little little bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you In are. case you couldn't tell already, um, I mean, me requesting this episode. <laughs> also, welcome to our first listeners episode. Hello. I'm so excited Ooh. for everyone that wrote in. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much. And I'm so excited to keep doing these. So please keep writing in your stories. Um, they don't have to be ghost related. They can be anything. Um, you know, like if you were, I don't know, stalked or if you were in a car accident or if something else crazy happened in your life, write them in. And if you don't know, like, you know, how to do it, let this episode yeah. be like your template and you can kind of use it as a guide and then you can write in your story and then we'll do another episode like For this. Sure. You know, Super fun. You have a taco rep- recipe. Well, maybe not that. <laughs> maybe that's just for your purposes just only. For me. I mean, it's not for the pod. Exactly. I need, I need help. Please help me. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Amazing. What else do we have to talk about? Anything? Nope. I got nothing. Okay. Well, then I guess we'll just jump in. How this is going to work is that we have six stories that we have selected from people who wrote in. Some of them are longer. Some of them are shorter. But all of them are spooky ghost stories. And... They're fun, so I guess let's jump in and start reading them, shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I will start us off. Ooh, roll up those sleeves. <laughs> We're getting serious <laughs> in the Not Today podcast. You, like, get down in the sprinting position. <laughs> Studio today, <laughs> a.k.a. our messy bedroom. <laughs> Studio. Exactly. All right, story number one. Dear Steph and Alex, I absolutely love your podcast and look forward to it every week. Thank I, you. Thank you so much. So, when you asked for listeners to send, their, send in their spooky ghost stories, I thought I'd write. I'm not sure my story qualifies as, quote, ghost story, but it was definitely an in- incident that gave me the chills and I couldn't explain it, so maybe that's all it takes. I'll let you decide. It happened a few decades ago, when I was 10 years old. 
I was on a fifth grade class trip to visit the Statue of Liberty. A lot of details are kind of fuzzy after so many years, but I, f I first remember we explored the museum, which was located within the, the pedestal of the statue at the time. My class was together in the same general area, so as long as we stayed within the view of our chaperone, we were free to explore. We were mixed in with other tourists as well, and everyone was looking at the exhibit at their own pace. I first remember seeing an old woman in the distance, almost at the other end of the room. There was something about her that looked familiar, even from a distance. She looked to be in at least her late 70s or 80s, and she was wearing a black dress, stockings, and black shoes. Her white hair was pulled back in a bun, and she was a little overweight, and she was carrying a shopping bag. I walked closer to get a better look, but really could only see her profile. I realized after a bit, though, that she reminded me of my great-grandmother, who had died about four years earlier. I don't remember too many interactions with my real great-grandmother since I was around six years old when she died, but I do remember visiting her in my grandparents' home. She only spoke Italian, so our communication was limited to my grandparents translating for me, and I can remember sitting on her lap with her smiling at me. I remember even at that young age that she seemed to enjoy having me around, and to this day I can recall the way she said my name with her heavy Italian accent. I was actually named after her, which I knew made her very happy. So, I tried to inch closer to this woman without staying too far from my group, but every time I thought I might get a better look at her, she would turn a corner or I'd lose her in a crowd. I didn't think too much of it, though, and went on enjoying my trip. After the museum portion of the trip, it was time to explore the rest of the statue. Most of the kids were very excited that they were going to get to climb all the way into the crown, but I was pretty nervous at the thought of climbing that high. We started by ascending within the pedestal. For anyone who has never been there, there are 192 steps to get to the top of the pedestal. This part alone is seven stories high. There is also an elevator, but most people take the stairs and then stop at different levels along the way to go outside and take in the view of New York Harbor. That's a lot of steps. That is a lot of steps. Seven think, stories? Think you could do that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we get up like 20 or like, all right, that's a wrap. <laughs> and that's a this wrap. It's a great on view. Yeah. Great view from here. Wow, this is really nice up and here. And we're done. You're like, this is one story up. I can barely see anything. And I'm like, what? Like, this is everything. You're already out of breath. <laughs> hey. Like, yes. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> no, that is a lot of steps. And that is a very, it's a very tall um, statue. It's a tall structure. Mm hmm. Okay, so they're saying. There is an elevator, most people take the stairs and then stop at different levels along the way to go outside and take in a view of the New York Harbor. Um, and then they said, I didn't mind this part at all and the steps themselves are pretty wide. At the top of the pedestal, you can either just enjoy being on the observation deck or climb the rest of the way up into the crown. So let's, do it. <laughs> let's fucking let's go. Do it. So there are 162 more steps to get into the crown from what? this point, yes. And the staircase is steep, and the steps are very narrow, so you have to climb in single file. It's in a spiral double helix-like configuration, with stairs on one side going up and the other side going down. It's not, underlined, an easy climb. And actually, this person um, included pictures of the stairs going up to the crown, and it looks terrifying. So I would not have gone up there, but oh, hell yeah. I'm, I'm going to post it on the Instagram. So we'll, we'll let you guys decide what you would have done. But I mean, granted they were 10 at the time they said, so. Oh yeah. Very, very brave. I'm sure. But 
Um, I would totally do this shit. You would be, you would stay and I would go. Absolutely. But we're not even into the really, the ghosty part yet. So let's get into it. The teacher announced that anyone who wanted to see the inside of the crown could start climbing. Most of my classmates, if not all of them, scrambled to get in line to go up, but my fear of heights took over and I decided I was going to skip this part. So I watched as the other kids disappeared up the stairs and then started coming back down. When a little time had passed and most of the kids had returned, the teacher announced that it was the, the quote, last call for anyone who wanted to go up and hadn't had the chance yet. Basically, that meant me. As I was struggling to decide whether to go or not, two of the boys in my class who had been among the first to climb urged me to do it. I told them I was too scared and that most of the kids were already filing down anyway. So they offered, with the teacher's permission, to climb with me, one in front and the other behind me, so I wouldn't be too scared or alone. Which is oh, so cute. so nice. <laughs> so nice. At 10? Yeah, really cute. Wow, how wholesome. I know. I really did want to see it, and I knew I would be pretty sad later on if I didn't go, so I agreed, and we went up. The observation section of the crown is a small platform that only fits a few people at a time, and you get to look out of the window across New York Harbor. When we got to the platform in the crown, the boys stayed with me for a few minutes, but then asked me if I would be okay making my way down alone. I wanted a few more minutes to look at the view, so I told them to go on ahead and I'd be down very soon. I heard them descending as I looked out the windows of the harbor, and after a few minutes or so, I felt like someone else was there with me. I looked to my side and saw the same old lady I had seen earlier in the museum. Whoa. I was a bit startled because I hadn't realized anyone else had come up. I certainly didn't hear her come up, and I don't remember her being behind us as we were ascending, but there she was. Even at that young age, it didn't escape me how odd it was that a woman in her late 70s or 80s would have been able to make that climb. My friends and I got winded doing it, and we were 10. Plus, I also got a good look at her this time and saw I was correct earlier. She did look very much like my great-grandmother, exactly as I remembered her, in fact. I remember feeling a little strange, and I don't remember if I spoke to her or not. I think I said a quiet hello, but I honestly don't remember whether I did or not, or whether I just thought it in my head. But I do remember her smiling at me. She didn't say a word, just looked at me and smiled. I felt a little awkward, so I quickly looked away from her and out the windows again. Very shortly after that, I looked back over and she was gone. I didn't hear her move toward the stairs or see her descending the stairs. I looked back down to check, or I looked down to check, and I didn't hear anyone out of my sight climbing down either. The whole interaction was so brief, but it kind of made me catch my breath, and I made my way back down as quickly as I could. Whoa. Now, I can't say that woman was my great-grandmother. It's possible she was just an old woman in great shape who escaped my notice during our climb, but like I said earlier, it was just something I couldn't really explain, and I've never forgotten it. And that is from Anonymous. Yeah, from Anonymous. <laughs> Thank you, Anonymous. Goddamn, Anonymous. That, um, <laughs> gave me a little, little chills. But, like, yeah, I feel like somebody that old... You would look down and see them. Like, they're probably not moving that face uh, fast. And also, she mentioned that she looked overweight, like, yeah. 162 steps after 192. Yeah, and also, it's really narrow. And not only that, but, like, she didn't hear her or see her coming up behind them and didn't hear her or see her going down. And she also, like, scurried back down. Yeah, and she only or, saw or her they. when I, she I was I guess alone. we don't know if it's a girl or a boy. Yeah. But in my head, I guess I'm picturing a little girl. But right. But this person, because it's anonymous, so. Oh. Um, they. Yes. Only showed up when they were alone. 
Mm-hmm. So that's exactly. the other thing that's like, what's going on here? Right. So, yeah, that's really spooky. I'll, that's like, I don't know. The other thing is, like, she just smiled. There was no words. I feel like mm-hmm. I would feel creeped out, but it sounded like she, I don't know, she was, like, a little skittish about it, but she's still, I don't know. She's not like she, like, really freaked out. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was a lot for them. Like, you know, make, makes your heart race. Yeah. Whew, spooky. Just, like, look over. <laughs> there she is. You're like, oh, hey. Yeah. I, <laughs> I really like that story. That's a really good one. Yeah. And she was in all black, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a good story. Well, Ooky. thank you, Anonymous. Yes. Ooky spooky. Let's move on to the next one. Shall we? Yes. Um. So, okay. This one is from Caroline C. Shout out. Hello, Caroline. Thank you. Thank you so much. She says, my mom's best friend, Kenny, of 20 plus years, died three years ago of lung cancer. I attached the only picture we have of him in his favorite jacket that my mom hated and would tease him about. His funeral was three years ago to this day when this shit went down. When I was a kid, I would ask my mom when she and Kenny were getting married, even though he had a wife. They just seemed to really love each other and have genuine fun when they were together, but my mom always told me they were just friends and that neither of them thought of each other like that, so I let it go. Let's dig in. My mom hired a random 25-year-old guy off the internet to come move scrap metal in our backyard woods. About an hour into the job, the guy comes to the front door asking for a phone charger. After asking for the charger, he says to my mom, You have a lot more back in those woods than you think. And she thinks he's talking about the scrap metal, so she casually says, Oh yeah, sorry, it's a it's a mess back there. Just take what you can. He says, No, not the scrap metal. There's something back there that never moved on. What do you mean, sir? <laughs> she asked what he meant, and he then described the figure he saw that was leaning against a tree in the woods by the scrap metal. He described the figure as an older man with gray slicked back hair and a red and blue striped jacket. A very cool ghost. Very stylish. <laughs> Leaning against a tree. Just <laughs> smoking a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> My mom shit a brick. Period. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she immediately told him that it was her friend who had died of lung cancer three years ago and how she always teased he would come back to haunt my mother and live in our barn by the woods. Oh, he said, and I'll and I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, and he called it. Yeah. Oh, I got chills. And this is like a third party who does not know anything about it. Yeah. Ooh. Mediums, man. I Whoa. I believe in that shit. Okay. Uh, the man was shaken up, but went back to finish the job. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, like a twenty-five-year-old dude you found off the internet. This guy's like surprisingly reliable. Yeah. <laughs> you just definitely. see a ghost and like, yep. I mean, go finish getting the scrap metal, maybe talk to him for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, even if you're a medium, like, that doesn't necessarily mean it's your job. Like, he's he's there to move the scrap metal, but he just so happens to see dead people, you know? <laughs> like, I guess so. So, yeah, when he was finished, he came to my mom and said the figure kept telling him something. He needs to tell the lady living in the house that his only regret was not telling her how much he loved her as more than a friend. Oh my god. The tea. Could you imagine? The piping hot tea. My mom started crying. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I don't I can't even imagine how much emotion is in that moment. Oh, absolutely. I didn't believe her so naturally. She had the poor kid FaceTime and tell me firsthand what he saw and heard. I still can't believe this actually happened. Hope this gave you as big a hole in your stomach as it did mine. It sure did, Caroline. Yeah. 
holy crap he needs to tell the lady living in the house that his only regret was not telling her how much he loved her as yeah. more than a friend i know oh that god, sucks it breaks my heart oh god and it sucks for his wife too oh i know like he oh, dies he that's what it said in the beginning because because i forgot it, in the beginning it said like oh when i was a kid i would joke about like when when my mom and and kenny were gonna get married even though he had a oh, wife right in parentheses even though he had a wife yeah damn so he had a wife that but sucks. he still came back and haunted the other lady yeah caroline's mom damn. well if you love someone fucking tell him yeah right? that's for sure that is for sure yeah yeah that one that one pulled on my heartstrings a little bit yeah god i mean especially after he died like three years like three did you say three years to the day this is like weird like shit happens on anniversaries yeah super weird and also on like a, a much lighter note this made me laugh just because i don't know if this is a commercial that happened anywhere other than long island where i'm from <laughs> but there there is a really shitty commercial that uh it was this girl and she was talking on the phone with like her her like girlfriend she's like dad what should jan do with all her scrap metal and it was like this old italian man like oh flipping God. through the channels and he'd be like just tell her to call two brothers scrap metal and then it so i just i just made me think of two brothers scrap metal metal and his, his terrible <laughs> italian accent so i don't even know well, if that made any sense to anyone actually, but me but it was very funny to me so sure and you've also told me about this commercial. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, never and mind. Also, this is more like one young guy, young medium. Yeah. <laughs> scrap metal. Just moving scrap metal. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, thank you, Caroline. Okay, on to the next. This one is from Annie. Hey, guys. While growing up, my childhood home never felt haunted, or at least I never noticed anything. That was until one year around the time I would have been graduating high school. Completely unexplainable things randomly started happening. I'm not sure what would have triggered this random haunting, but it does feel like there was one clear start. For a little background, my mom was a radiologist and worked from home at the time. She had a small office off of our kitchen, and on one side there was a desk with our home computer for her and the family to use for whatever, and then on the other side of the room uh, there was another big desk with gigantic monitors for her work computers from the hospital that she would use for work. In parentheses, duh. <laughs> this is important to note because no one in the family ever touched that side of her office except for my mom because it was her extremely expensive work equipment and also i don't think anyone but her could have even logged onto that computer if they tried but one day when my mom came into her office sitting in the center of her work desk with nothing around it was the funeral card she had gotten after attending the funeral of her best friend's mother a couple of months earlier she grew up with her kind of as a second mother, so this was a painful loss. After the funeral, she didn't keep the funeral card around, so it got swept up in the other papers and clutter around the office. When she saw the card sitting in the center of her desk, she was confused about who in the family would have deliberately placed it there for her to find. When she asked myself, my sisters, and my dad who put the card on her desk, nobody had. Definitely strange, but that was just the beginning. Just the beginning. Oh, dun dun Ooh, dun. Like a funeral card. Yeah. That's weird. Some paranormal shit's happening. Yeah, that's like what a very very specific thing to just have pop up in the middle of your desk. Here's a question: Was it which way was it facing? Was it like deliberately open, like towards you, like you would be reading it if you sat down? I mean, I'm assuming, right? Like. Wow. Yeah. If it. Yeah. Just facing you, like the funeral. Spooky. Card. Yeah. Very spooky. 
But also, like, if it's someone you love and it's their funeral card, maybe it's not, like, so ominous. It's more of just, like, a, hey, you know? (laughs) Remember me? Yeah. (laughs) But definitely weird. All right, let's keep going, because that was the start. (laughs) The next odd thing that happened had to do with this little battery-powered clock we had sitting on the mantel above the fireplace in our living room. For years, it sat there just as a decoration, but, but it also had the capability to be set to chime every hour or at a certain time. I guess kind of like an alarm clock. But we had this clock for years, and although there were batteries in the clock, nobody ever touched it. Like I mentioned earlier, my mom worked from home as a radiologist and would work through the night and into the morning. Her shift would start at 11 p.m., and she worked until 11 a- or 7 a.m. That sucks. Yeah, that's a shift. Damn. And I, I like to complain as a freaking bartender. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I get home at 1.30? Whoa, is me. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's literally nocturnal. Yeah, absolutely. Damn. One night, as she started her shift at 11 p.m., the clock chimed its little song and then chimed another 11 times, signaling that it was 11 o'clock. The first time this happened, my mom thought it was weird that it went off, but figured that someone must have set an alarm and shrugged it off. But night after night, the clock would chime at 11 as she started her shift. She asked my dad if anyone had set an alarm, but nobody ever touched the clock, so there was no reason it should have gone off. Night after night, it would chime at 11, and it would annoy my mom, but she'd work her whole shift and forget about it until the next night when it would happen again. Finally, she asked my dad to take the batteries out of the clock, but the next night, as she logged onto her computers at 11 p.m., the clock chimed again. The next morning, as my mom was ending her shift and my dad was getting ready to leave, my mom asked again for him to please take the batteries out of it, out of the clock because it went off again. But he told her that he had taken the batteries out of the clock the day before. Oh, shit. And when the two went and checked the clock, there weren't any batteries inside. Okay. <laughs> That's a little creepy. Okay. The electricity is going a little weird. (laughs) Also, when I told my mom I was writing this story to you guys, she told me that this isn't the first haunted clock she's encountered. In her very very haunted college apartment, the clock on her stove started going off at the very same time every single day. And no one in that apartment ever cooked, so there was no reason the stove should have been talking back. (laughs) Talking back? Yeah. On what time? I don't know. Doesn't say. Is it 3 a.m.? <laughs> Could have been. I don't know. I learned that from you, so. Shout <laughs> I, out to the witching hour. I've, I've taught you well. <laughs> You've taught me well, yes. Okay. Thank you, chef. It, it, the story <laughs> keeps going. Anyway, the last story I'll leave you with was my first real encounter. It was Christmas time, and my younger sister was still at the Santa is real age. So at night, when she would go to sleep on the second floor, me, my mom, and my older sister would go downstairs into our basement to wrap the Christmas gifts from Santa. As we were down there wrapping, all three of us heard clear-as-day footsteps coming from right above us, which would have been in the kitchen. We all assumed it was my little sister who had woken up and come downstairs, so my mom asked me to go up to the main level and put her back to sleep, that way she didn't come looking for us and find all the gifts. But as I opened the basement door at the top of the steps expecting to find my little sister, the whole main level of the house was completely dark. So I I climbed the stairs to the second floor and I peeked into my sister's room and sure enough, she was fast asleep. Mm. Mm. No no thanks. Okay, everything's dark. I'm already out. Yeah. I can't do the dark. I even checked in on my dad, who always went to bed super early to see if he was awake, but he was asleep too. 
Definitely creeped out at this point, I went back down into the basement and told my mom and sister what had just happened. All three of us were spooked at this point because we all heard the footsteps at the same time and no one was upstairs to make them. But we went back to wrapping the gifts. That was until about five minutes later we heard them again right above us. This time, all three of us dropped what we were doing immediately and looked at each other in disbelief. My mom again explained that if it was my sister, I would have to put her back to bed. In parentheses, I don't know why this responsibility fell on me, but I guess out of the three of us, I was the least wimpy. (laughs) (laughs) So, reluctantly, I climbed the stairs and again found no one up there. So, I went back downstairs and the three of us decided it was probably best if we all just went to bed and pretended like nothing happened. I mean, that's fair. I guess what else do you do? Yeah, what do you do? (laughs) Sit there and just shit a brick. Yeah, literally. (laughs) There were other creepy things that happened in my house, like lights turning on and off on their own multiple times in a row, doors opening and closing, and even dishes flying out of the cabinets. But this... Wait, wait. Back up. Say that again. There were other creepy things that happened in my house, like lights turning on and off on their own multiple times in a row, doors opening and closing, and even dishes flying out of the cabinets. But this email is definitely long enough. Ever since that time, the creepy things have definitely slowed down around my house, but never really went away. So who knows what brought it on or if it ever left. But I moved out of my parents' house anyways, so not my problem anymore. Sorry, mom. (laughs) anyways thanks for making it this far and i hope you have a happy halloween just keep breathing annie hell yeah yeah (laughs) give her a yeah uh yeah (laughs) wow dishes flying out of the cabinet yes sir that i think that takes the cake Uh, also the lights are very um yeah i feel like the lights maybe i think the lights would make me more unnerved um, yeah. Annie, care to, care to explain that last part? Yeah, like, but this email's long enough? No, it's not. Yeah, feel Clearly free to not. feel free to write back in if you uh, yeah. want to explain that last bit. Yeah. I don't know. I've also, I've, I think I've also seen videos of this happening. Stuff like this where, like, cabinets are opening mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, me too. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean. Move out immediately. Yeah, I mean, there are so many videos out there of, like, ghost encounters and like all this stuff and i'm sure like so many of them are fake but out of all of them there has to be things that are real you know probably probably and even if they were all true you can't prove it well of course but that's what i'm saying like there has to be something that's real maybe well i mean probably well my i my childhood home was like lightly haunted as well like when i was just a touch when i was sitting on my bed one day my hairbrush flew across my room so i physically saw that happen could have been the wind oh hell no brother could have been (laughs) magnetic was it metal two brothers scrap metal (laughs) no (laughs) the earth's magnetic fields i don't think you understand what i mean by i saw my hairbrush flow flew across my room but i fully saw that happen how fast like someone threw it like they had a good arm yeah like Like a pretty good arm maybe mlb yeah, and I've yeah. seen, like, you know, like, the normal things. Like, my dad thinks, like, someone touched him once. Like, stuff has happened. Touched him. Yeah, like, one time he was like, oh, like, I felt someone move the glasses on my head. Like, maybe they just fell back on his head. Like, I don't know. I wasn't there. But my house is definitely lightly haunted. Who knows? Well, I can't imagine just, like, a ghost, like, fucking with him. Like, just moving it. <laughs> just like, moving just, it like, an inch. <laughs> half an inch, yeah. Who knows? Just, but... like, a little bit. Anyway, creepy story. Thank you so much for the submission. On to yeah. the next. Your Thank turn. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Annie. And we're going to move on to we're going to move on to Megan's story. Thank you, Megan. She says, "Ooh, oh, 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 
I have a really good ghost story. Lay it on me. The house I grew up in till the beginning of middle school was haunted. I remember seeing people walk down the hall, things falling randomly, or once when I was asleep, I saw a man come out of the closet and go back in. No thanks. Oh no. Oh no. I didn't sleep much in my room because it was the bottom part of the house by itself. We had a split level house in my parents and little brother's room were on the top level. My dad traveled a lot, so my mom would let me sleep in her room. One night, she was sitting in the living room watching TV while my brother, who was two at the time, and I slept. Out of the corner of her eye, she sees a little boy waving at her to come. Uh, ghost children? She jumps up and runs down the hall just to find me asleep. She goes and sits back down, and ten minutes later, she sees the little boy again waving and runs into her room. Now she's thinking one of the neighbor boys has gotten in. She gets to the room, and I spring up and say I'm going to be sick, and she lets me go to the bathroom just in time for me to throw up. She goes back and checks the whole house and couldn't find the little boy. But the years to come in that house, whenever one of us was sick, she would see the little boy and knew one of us were about to get sick. She never had any bad feeling when she saw him. She just thinks that he was protecting us. That is so interesting, isn't it? Yeah, that's an interesting interpretation. Yeah, when when I first read that story, I was like, I wonder, I mean, and this is like morbid as fuck, like, I wonder if he was like poisoned or something, you know? Oh, Which is maybe. so sad, and, I mean, because so it's a sad. kid, but like, you know, if he's actually there to be like, oh, this kid is sick, like, I don't know. I mean, who knows? I'm completely speculating, but like. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would make sense, but. That's really weird that it would always happen before they were going to get sick. Yeah. And, you know, like, you see that, like, all right, call off school tomorrow. Yeah, and it's also, like, they look so real that the mom thought it was, like, the neighbor boy. Yeah. You know? But it said it was, he was in the house. Yeah. Full-on ghost. (sighs) Creepy. I also wonder, like, do they just sit there and stare at you? That's, like, the most unnerving thing to me is, like, especially in any of the horror movies Mm -hmm. a little child just staring at you oh ghost children are the scariest thing is the most yeah yeah no thank you oh my god terrifying so yeah i hope it it doesn't sound like it was a terrifying thing for her no it was mostly helpful she was just like yeah i mean thank you now i can schedule uh, my work yeah and my doctor's appointments (laughs) i can start calling our uh, primary care this is great right thank you megan (laughs) um this next story i feel so much joy about because if you feel joy okay yes because so it's from one of my uh best friends from home and she went to school in baltimore and for years even with my house being haunted and like her knowing like how deeply i believe in ghosts and whatever like not that she needs to believe in ghosts because i believe in ghosts like i'm fully respectful of like people's beliefs but she is or was 100% a skeptic. Like no matter what I tried to tell her about ghosts, she'd be like, I just don't think it's real. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. And I gave up on it. But then, but, but then she had an experience of her own and now she believes in ghosts. So I'm going to read you her story. And she said, I used to live in this really old apartment building in Baltimore, my junior year of college. And it was the first time I ever lived alone. I lived there for about two weeks before I started feeling like I wasn't really the only one there. Mm -mm. I was a complete skeptic and still semi-am, but this is something (laughs) even I can't really explain. I love that. She's like, still kind of am. Shut up. 
Hold on to it. Shut up, Claire. <laughs> Just like me. So I Dumb went well. to bed one night, like normal, and I woke up in the middle of the night and thought I saw a figure in the corner of my room. Of course, then I was like, no way, and I just closed my eyes and tried to sleep again. I fell asleep on my back with one of my hands, like, up open on my pillow next to my head. I was fading into sleep when I suddenly felt a hand slip into mine. Oh no. I completely bugged out and sat up, turned on all my lights, and checked every spot in my little studio apartment. I literally cannot explain it, but I am positive there was another hand in mine. So a few months pass after this, where nothing happened, and I had a boyfriend at the time, so I didn't often sleep alone. Well, one night I was alone there doing some homework, and I went to go grab dinner. I cleaned up my notebooks and left them in a neat pile on my desk. When I came back after picking up dinner, all my books were moved back into my coffee table where I had been working. I never leave my stuff there, and I am positive I did not. After that, I didn't notice much. But to this day, I am sure I wasn't living, living there alone. I think whatever was there with me liked me, luckily. But it still completely freaked me out. Claire. <laughs> well, yeah. That, like, feeling feeling someone else's hand slip into your Grab your hand. Slip. Yeah. Oh. He just grabbed your hand. Oh, no. And she, like, saw a figure standing in the corner of her room. Oh. Before that. Before that? Yes. I missed that detail. Jesus Christ. Yes. She was like, oh no, no way there's someone standing in the corner of my room. Tried to just fall asleep and then felt someone grab her hand. Oh, yeah. I would have looked up and been like, let's make sure. Let's make sure no one's here. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I mean, I guess it wasn't malicious. Yeah. You know, that's a good thing. Yeah. It's a positive thing. But yeah, I don't know. Still clinging on to the uh, skeptic, though. Yeah. Not, not that I'm happy that my... Um, that my best friend had a terrifying experience, but I am kind of happy that she believes in ghosts now. How <laughs> sorry. fun. Sorry, How not fun. sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, this is our last story. So let's jump into it. Yeah, thank you, Claire. This one is from Taylor. So thank you, Taylor. She says, hello, fairly new listener here, but glad I found you. Heart emoji. Glad thank you're you. here. I'm glad you're here too. Back on February 10th, 2014, the love of my life passed away. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. Mm -mm. A quarter mile away from home, he was in a car accident on his way home. He passed away immediately and did not suffer, so that gives me peace. That's good. We loved each other truly, and he showed me how to love me. Wow, that's that's a lot. Yeah, this is um, a really... I'm really sorry. Definitely a, a tough one. Yeah, I'm really glad he didn't suffer, yeah. too. Uh, we had been together for the best two years of my life. Anyway, I'm not too into tarot, but I read my own cards one night. I forgot what it read. It was so long ago. I drove myself to a lookout on the side of a mountain over my small town. Late, late into the stormy evening. Baked as fuck. <laughs> Perfect. As you should. Yes. Um, sounds very relaxing. Yes. Come the next couple days, I meet my friends at the park. I kept a bright green beanie said boyfriend had given me in my car. It was in the back passenger seat of my car. Passenger in all caps. Mm -hmm. And I drove to the park alone. Nobody else but me. I knew for a fact that the beanie was in the back seat. I know this because think about you driving with a friend and you reach back to get something out of your way and not in your friend's lap. That made no sense. That's me, where sorry. I left the beanie. She's just saying, like, I, I know exactly where I put it, and I left it there because it was important to me. 
So she's she's just making a point to say, like, I know exactly where the beanie was. Should I read it again? It's fine. Okay. <laughs> After a bit, I go to my car, open the front passenger door, and grab something. Go back to my friends for a good while, yada yada. I get back to my car, ready to go home. The lime green beanie is sitting on the outside of my car, on the driver's side, on the ground. Absolutely no reason it should be there. I always lock my car doors, even if it's in sight at all times. I like to take it as he's looking over me. Thanks for your time. Panda emoji. And then it says his last name was Panda. His last name was Panda. Yeah. Isn't that so sweet? That's cool. It's a heartwarming. I kind of wanted to end on a heartwarming one, but that one just, oh, it broke my heart. Yeah, just a little reminder. Yeah, it's so tough. I mean... But that, honestly, like, I mean, at least for me, like, it really does feel like he's with you, you know? Or he's he's with her. Yeah, I feel like the people who are skeptics, like, if you're going to be skeptical about this story, you're just being a douche, you know? (laughs) Well, whatever. Like, you can believe what you want to believe. If you don't believe in ghosts, that's that's fine, you know? I mean, mean, hell, you didn't believe in ghosts forever. Come on. I know, but I wasn't, <laughs> especially with stories like this, where it's somebody, like, this is, like, very clearly, like, comforting and emotional. Oh, it's for like, sure. what's the point, you know? <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, we're, it's, we're not here to judge what other people are believing, but I just think it's so, so sweet and so heartwarming. And it is just yeah. so nice to, like, think that the person that you lost or you love or whatever is still with you and, like, oh, yeah. it's so sweet. Yeah, I know. I don't know. This must this must have been so hard to process oh, yeah. too, because it's like he's so he was so close to home, and you know. Oh yeah, I mean that's heartbreaking. But yeah. So thank you, Taylor. Yes, that was thank a really cool you story. so much. Whew. Wow. Thank you guys so much for those stories. They were great. Really, I had such a good time reading them and listening to them, and I really hope you guys also enjoyed them. I do enjoy them. Did, and um, did you yeah. have fun? Yeah. Um, former skeptic. Like, I, I feel like my, the way I look at stories like these is like, you can't disprove it. No. And there's just so many of them. Yeah. It seems like it's got to be something going on. But my thing is, is like, I'm going to choose to act like I believe that they're not real. That's fine. If that's like, because it's like comforting better. to me yeah. that I don't have to like constantly be in anxiety about thinking like oh my god i just heard something is it a ghost (laughs) well my whole thing with like believing in ghosts is like yes i wholeheartedly believe that they exist and you know that i don't know exactly what like the afterlife who knows i i don't know exactly what i believe but i think ghosts are real but i also think when something happens that seems kind of creepy i will always try to disprove it i will never like my first thought will never be oh it's a ghost you know, mm-hmm. like I'll always be like, oh, it was probably this or it was probably something else. Like I will always try to be logical about it until there's literally no way for me to explain it. Like the hairbrush flying across my room. I mean, I was the only one sitting in my room, but I, I promise you, like I cannot explain to you how it happened. I was sitting in my room on my bed. Nobody was walking around and the hairbrush was on my desk, like not teetering on anything. There was like no movements in my room and it fully like flew across the room so like i can't explain that one away who knows <laughs> like, who knows it's you just know, crazy probably like, a draft yeah it's just a really strong draft <laughs> in there you know your room was a wind tunnel yeah that happened one time and never again <laughs> but you know, but um, 
But yeah, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any other stories, like I said in the beginning, please send them to us because we would love to do another story or another episode like this again. And I'm sure you guys have some stories out there. I mean, hell, we all got them. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you would like to... What's your good thing? Oh, my good thing. What is my good thing? My good thing is that my parents are coming in next week to visit LA. Oh, yeah. We're going to show them around. Give them some good food, some good hikes, a good Hell beach. Yeah. Um, probably a little bit better weather than Michigan, although I did hear that it was in the 80s last week, but, you know. Pretty sweet Airbnb. Pretty sweet Airbnb. You know, there's no clouds here. It's always sunny, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see him. Hell yeah. My good thing is that we got a pretty stellar brunch this morning. and we Stellar. Ha- we haven't been to brunch in a really long time, and... Yeah, I feel like my good things are like kind of often food related, but hell, you know. Well, I mean, food is great. Food is it's what makes is the world go round. True, but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. Brunch was really good, so yeah, we're hell now yeah. Uh, brunch LA bitches. Oh, a whole bitch, a whole mm-hmm. brunch bitch. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you would like to check out the pictures that we post about the cases we talk about, or in this case, the stories we talk about, check us out on Instagram at nottoday underscore podcast. If you have a story of your own that you would like to share with us, send it to nottodaypodcast at gmail.com. We have a Twitter that is not today podcast, but the T on the end of podcast is a three. Because that makes sense. And we have a TikTok that is not today podcast. And just keep breathing. Yeah. Yeah. 